0: episode number 102. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Martin Woodward. Hey, Greg. Hey, Martin. How was, how was Turkey Day? Did you enjoy it? Turkey Day was awesome. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, last year, my son came home mm-hmm. from Thanksgiving in-country on Thanksgiving Day. This year, we had the whole tribe. We had four generations in the house. Uh, my parents, us, my daughter. Uh, and a son-in-law and son, and uh, my daughter's daughter. So my granddaughter was there. So all of us were at our house for our second uh, inaugural uh, our second annual Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. And you know, the internet came through for me because I finally took over the carving of the turkey. This is the first time I ever actually carved the turkey. I'm 49 years old, and this is almost 50. I'm like weeks away from 50. This is the first time I carved a turkey. I I. But at least I could check that off of a bucket list.
1: <laughs> that was on your no. bucket list. That's definitely not my bucket list. <laughs> well, it's thing I've done a lot off, but you know.
0: But yeah, I went to the, the YouTube and I went to like a professional chef's thing and they showed me how to do it. And it's like, okay, I could, I could do this. And I pretty much did. It had great presentation on it and everything. I'm going to go this I didn't know there was a thing to
1: carving turkeys. I just kind of cut it with a knife, you know? So. Yeah,
0: well, there's like two schools of thought. It's um, do you slice it on the bird or do you take the whole back off and then put it on a board and then slice it?
1: Oh well, I see. I would always do the bird slicing, but I, I notice when I go to professional carvers and things that they always take it off the bird to do it.
0: Yeah, and they show you how to do that. That's the way the the, the demo did or the YouTube did. They, and they then would they
1: it. yeah, because that way you'd be easier to cut it like yeah with the you know with the grain better because then you can you can do it like. Horizontally across the breast, I guess, rather than doing exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was exactly. I got that done, and I, I didn't screw it up, and we had no drama. You know, oh. a holiday without the police being called is a great holiday, indeed.
1: Especially when you've know? you got the family in the house. You know, if there's no fighting, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I um I managed to cook the turkey last year and it not be incredibly dry. That was my big achievement. I was like, wow, this is edible turkey. <laughs> the first year I did Christmas dinner because we oh, we do turkey on Christmas. We don't do turkey. We don't we don't do Thanksgiving. We're kind of you know grumpy about the whole thing. Still, we're kind of hoping you'll come round. And- but um, I th- I guess we're thankful you went away to the pilgrim you know. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, um, so yeah, no, we do turkey in Christmas, and um, I've I've burnt the sprouts before now, you know. I, I'm really, but I do the cooking. I've done since my mum passed away, so um, it's always been a a big thing for me. But yeah, hey, I'm glad you I'm glad you carved your turkey finally, you slacker. <laughs> yeah cool all right well that's good so, i mean apologies for my uh, I, I was just in the pre-show i was like did we do a show 101 what was that though because i was incredibly jet lagged <laughs> like, in the last year yeah martin you were there the whole
0: time like...
1: <laughs> Dude, i was so tired i'd uh, not only just got off the plane but i'd, I'd spent um yeah, yeah. then spent the whole day at work and then you know it's quite late when we record and so yeah i was i was impressed i was still up but there we go. that's good good effort <laughs> i have no idea what we covered so uh <laughs> forgive me if i repeat myself this show Well, we got the show notes there,
0: so you can always go back and look in the archive. (laughs) I can see you look at that. Just like, oh,
1: did we talk about that? Oh, Oh, uh, wow, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, right, cool. Well, let's get cracking then. So, um, I mean, well, while we've been having holidays and things. The team have uh, haven't been slouching as usual. So, um, let's think. The major things is probably uh, update one of VS twenty fifteen and TS twenty fifteen have have both shipped uh um, so that's pretty major i don't know do we want to go the big thing for me was um uh obviously because this is was, was my baby when i was on the team is that um git and tfvc you can now have in the same project if you create it as a tfvc project and then you go down to the little drop down and do um, add repository. You can now add a Git repository alongside your TFEC repository. So um, you can add Git to TFEC. You can't add TFEC to Git projects because that's kind of doesn't happen that's, very often. That, yeah, that would be weird. I think. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Actually, I mean, there's no, you know, it's one of these things where there, there's no technical reason why we didn't have that when we initially shipped it, like in, in Inside Baseball, but we could have done it from the get go. And in fact, the web, because I was in charge of the web stuff and uh, you know um, that was kind of my area at the time and that Mm -hmm. was always built so that you could support both and there was all sorts of wacky plans originally in how we're going to do this like um, maybe a a git repository would show up inside of like a tfvc tree structure it was one approach which I still Mm -hmm. was quite interesting but (laughs) we the concept counts just got too big and it was just too hard to when we did usability testing on it it was just hard for people to get their head around because it's such different version control models so that's why we deliberately kept them very separate and there was no huge technical reason why we had to make it so you could have to do only tfvc or git projects initially it was more again trying to keep things simple but as people are kind of getting to grips with things now the team are hearing more and more of people um either wanting to move from tfvc to git or more commonly have Git have multiple git repositories and then kind of have a master tfvc repository where things all come together. Um, mm-hmm. and seeing that a lot, a lot more common and especially wanting the work items to all live in one place, you know, but some teams, right? Get, yeah. Some teams yeah, get, yeah, 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 see. So this enables that. So it's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, so they've actually switched that on. It's on VSO now. And, um, to make it work though, you have to actually, um, It's also made it into the update, into Update 1. But to make it work on the client side, there were some changes that needed to happen to Team Explorer on the client side. So you need to go and get the um, Update 1 versions of Visual Studio uh, 2015 to be able to kind of see that. Otherwise, what you can do, again, a a secret trick, if you don't have Update 1 or if you have an older version of Visual Studio, whatever, um, or (laughs) different versions of clients, you can always, once you've created the repository, you can always clone it um inside of visual studio using the url of the repository and it and it just works it kind of just connects itself up so um so you can do that as well
0: awesome awesome yeah jeremy uh Ippling has a good article about that talking about showing that with the animated gif on where exactly you go because we talked about this at the summit and i and for the life of me i know they showed it to me but when i came back and started playing with it i couldn't figure out how to do it yeah it's it's not hard to find once you see it and know it and have done it, but that first time, you know, n- naturally being, you know, Windows guy, I'm like right clicking on stuff and I'm going <laughs> to the admin page and I'm like, I know this can't be right, you know, so, um, you know where they put it in a little drop down, right? With the what do they call it? Uh, repository selector. You open yeah. the repository selector, and then it's it's right there. You can create new repository. It's yeah. Pretty cool.
1: Definitely. And that's um that was one of the like top requests on user voice, and it's great to see the team just basically cranking through those user voice requests and just getting them out, you know, and really they've done a, a huge amount. We'll put a link in the show notes to the release notes for TFS Update 1. Man, they've been busy. <laughs> yeah.
0: We, uh, uh, they really Brian haven't missed me, have they? This list. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is like a, an insane list of uh, of stuff, just starting off with a Git and TFVC and, and just wow. Dude, I'm not, I'm it, not
1: joking. Like, now in the old days like if you look at the differences between TFS 2005 and 2008 I'm not sure if it was as big as listed that I'm honestly not sure cuz like you know we rebuilt re, they rewrote build between 2005 and 2008 but in terms of what else changed in that time frame and you know this is an update this is just nuts this is crazy 36 bullet items and they're not uh, like little bullets either like one of them is <laughs> oh yeah you can have git and TFVC in the same project boom <laughs> Next, a bunch yeah, of yeah. improvements oh. around version control in the web. Boom. <laughs> With a link to like find out more, you know. It's crazy. So there's all the SonarCube stuff in there. There's all of the Agile improvements. And they, they've got a few bullet points. But, you know, it's like multi-select on backlogs and the tag coloring and the tasks and there's checklists. And, yeah, it's just, just, just you know, a huge amount of stuff there that's come in. Um, the pull request stuff in Visual Studio now uh being able to um have uh um, mention a work item using the you know the pound ID syntax in a pull request. Um having in the new that new branch policy we talked about one episode, maybe it was even last one in my jet lag state, but I remember talking yeah. about it, where we where you can have a a branch policy on so you branch policies is like like the Git version of check in policies and um uh, make it so that you can force people to have a work item when they to before they can push before they can merge a branch to another branch you know in a pull request. So yeah. Yeah, it's crazy um so an inside a baseball question hmm. if you if you
0: can answer even if you know or the um 2015 update uh
1: uh-huh.
0: was that i mean that's one of those tiktok foundational like release updates um was it released early do you think and that's and all these things got started early and that's why we got just a pile of them up or is it the the team just rocks and and they basically they they gold 2015 and branched it, and immediately started working on these stuff, and started rolling them out to VSO. Um,
1: no, it's it's definitely Team Rocket. Um, <laughs> so, because if you remember, the R T M came in a bit later. So, you know, it's not like they were it's not like they were sitting on a bunch of stuff at all. So, um, no, and and over the team have really um, the team were working on some other stuff which wasn't kind of as visible especially Mm -hmm. in terms of um, internal, like, adoption of uh, VSO inside of Microsoft. And that required Uh a lot of people working on it to get that working. And now that's kind of not done, but, you know, It's, there's a lot of internal groups. There are significant, you know, numbers of developers running. Brian's talked about it, even, hasn't he? There are, there are, you know, a lot of people inside Microsoft (laughs) using VSO permanently, day in, day out for like actual real work, for products that you know about and your grandma uses. So, um, it's, it's that's done and so now the team are focusing on getting stuff out the door you know back to the kind of the flow of features so i think that's what we're seeing and a lot of these features are features again which um you know there's internal demand for as well as external demand so it's pretty and
0: another inside baseball question we should ask we should get we'll have to get brian on
1: mr harry yeah definitely (laughs) let's get him on uh we were talking about having him on for the birthday show if you want to save him for the show that's fine we can have him on sooner than that if you want I think we're for the birthday show yeah. cuz hopefully when is the birthday uh, show I forget is it April or what is it we didn't know it's the so birthday it's the birthday of TFS is what we're doing and it was like
0: correct March 17th is currently scheduled for so that's oh, right before the the uh, rumored build
1: when's the rumor so, for build by the way uh end of March yeah as yeah. so they're, they're, they're basing it on previous years
0: yeah, yeah, and a leak that the Moscone Center had a uh, an event calendar. Right. And on it had Microsoft Build and it's now it's gone. You can only find it on the inner tubes, but oh, uh oh, so that's it. why people are kind of thinking and the announced Microsoft conferences where they announced the date for Ignite, and some of the other ones said spring for Build.
1: Okay. So Ignite got announced, did it?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's announced they've been doing pre shows on it. You can even um pre register yeah, Ignite dates. It was August, I think.
1: I should go make sure so. I get that on I my mean, year I hadn't written <laughs> I hadn't written Ignite down. I've got a big block where I think build might be and so uh, but I, I haven't been told the official date for it yet either. So there we go. It's good to good to know. Right then. Um yeah, no, uh, yeah, that should, that should be good. March and yeah, let's let's oh. March seventeenth. Let's do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool.
1: September twenty uh, sixth like, to thirtieth for ignite. By the way, in case anybody's is. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. August. I had that all off. Um,
0: another question, because I, I know the team's very agile, and that when I see this kind of feature release, uh, I know this is a stupid question, but mm. you know I've seen teams sprint and I've seen them, you know, knock out feature after feature after feature after feature after feature after feature uh, until they hit that technical debt. And then it starts slowing down, and then it starts crashing. I have to assume that the team totally, completely understands this, and they're managing the technical debt and making these features smart.
1: Yeah, very much so. And if you, we kind of went through that about two, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. um, where we did it. That exact same thing happened. you know. <laughs> what, well, what also I see happen a lot is people get burnout because. They they start sprinting and sprinting and sprinting and they get hooked on delivering these features and they sprint and sprint and sprint until they like burn themselves out completely. So we have to watch that as well with teams. But no, we're kind of um, I think touch wood through that phase with with this team in particular Mm -hmm. and they're kind of punting stuff and they do a lot of they do a lot of work on. the definition of done and making sure that people don't ship stuff it really is done, and that done means a bunch of things. You know, you, you, in terms of, you know, it's like performance stuff as well as security stuff as well as globalization work, and 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 you're not allowed to. Um, so the way things work in, in, wow, we're going really inside baseball. Uh, at the beginning <laughs> of a sprint, you send out an email that says basically, this is what I'm going to work on on my sprint to the whole the whole team, like to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end of the sprint, you send out a similar email saying, this is what we did in the sprint for each feature team. And uh, But more importantly, you, spend out, you send out a sprint video, which says, this is what we did, you know, in, in a video. The rules of the video are, it's like less than five minutes long, no production values. When we first started doing these, people started like putting Star Wars credits in them and special effects and like dancing, like literally dancing in them. And so, uh, which we... Um, greg <laughs> looking at you and so we uh we we took out. that we we, we said no. you know because people were spending too, too too much time on the videos um so we ended up making it so that you basically you know it's like somebody's looking over your shoulder doing a demo basically and so you do that mm-hmm. and a lot of these features have been like actually running and probably shipping in shipping bits that went out the door um, Uh for a long time and just with the feature flags disabled so you know you know know, as an mvp you get you get features kind of delivered to you a little bit earlier before the public and they're on the feet behind a feature flag and then the feature flag gets switched off and you can you can go work on it so the git and tfvc one in particular was behind the feature flag for a quite a while until until it was, um, until it was, you know, until all the UI was there, and until the client side stuff was there, and it was, you know, and, and we were happy with the the concepts. So yeah, that's how I works. So
0: that's yeah, that's that key point, that feature flag. Yeah, if you uh, listeners, if you guys are running into that whole technical debt log thing, I, I know I have to dig up that article uh, talking about feature flags, and there's a number of ways of, of, of implementing it, and you can do it in your app. So,
1: well, yeah, the uh, thing is, is that integ- is integration debt really the the longer you um, the longer you wait to integrate something, the more pain that integration is going to be, and mm-hmm. so um, you know, like with continuous integration you know we've we've developed everybody does continuous integration now for builds but this is yeah. kind of continuous continuous integration you know with your features <laughs> but making sure when you're doing this that you don't break the service for everyone so it, there's a lot of discipline that goes around it and you have to code a bunch of stuff to do this you know there is a lot of if statements and there's a whole feature flag System there where you know is a database that's highly cached that you can you can go and enable and disable feature flags and as a PM you actually have the ability to enable and disable feature flags mm-hmm. all good there's um, uh, if you want to go to stories.visualstudio.com you can learn more about oh, yeah. it. How yeah. stuff, and there's some cool videos there. Anyway, that's probably enough about uh, day one. We'll stick links in the show notes, but a bunch of stuff and uh, golf clap to the team. You know, well done. There's a, there's a good stuff there. Well done, guys. You're, they're obviously not missing me in the slightest, which is awesome. <laughs> Well, there's
0: two features, two things that are very important to to dork like me okay. that I wanted to make sure we called out. One was the TFS Office Integration Installer. Uh, that's the storyboards, the PowerPoint storyboards, which right. I've learned to love. Uh, that's now available in its own simple installer. You don't have to install ah, all of – you have Visual I Studio Update know. 1 at That'd that. And even better, mm-hmm. this one is the best feature Of the whole release. Um, Okay. Sergei Vlasov highlights they've changed the primary icon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's one of the things it's like, where on earth is my, you know, which Visual Studio am I clicking on?
0: Exactly. And there was a bunch of tips where you right mouse click on it and then properties and you choose one of the other ones that are in the box. But the fact that the default property for like when when you've got always have it on my taskbar, they've changed it. That really messed me up when there was 2013 and 2015 looked the same. It's like, which one is it? They changed the
1: icon. Woo, woo. Yeah, it's funny. We always we yeah, yeah. It's funny how we do that, you know. We we did that. We made that same mistake back in oh, was it twenty ten to twenty twelve or twenty or two thousand eight to twenty ten or something. There's was one of those that we did exactly the same problem, and uh, we had exactly the same solution. Just change it a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> cool we just normally change, but we you know not have to change colors anymore because we're kind of purple's our thing now so you know we had to um uh, it's good and apart from the visual studio code which is blue so there you are um well speaking of so we had the icon there's also um uh the over on the visual studio team they blogged about the um incredible stuff did you see that it's a partnership they've got
0: uh, yeah now it kind of surprised me i'm like what is this and who is this? I, I wasn't sure if this was when I first saw that, like we talked about last week about yeah. the main cloud versus Mac and Cloud, yeah. I saw IntelliBuild.
1: Right, oh. And I'm, like,
0: <laughs> and I'm looking IntelliBuild, wait, no, no, IncrediBuild. Uh,
1: yeah, this, this I is a, look yeah.
0: through and figure out who it was, yeah. and it's like, oh, wait.
1: Yeah, so this is a it's a it's a you know it's a part of the company who have a solution <laughs> that um, allows uh, you to parallelize your builds really easily and uh, take your builds and, and you know build them across a multiple number of agents. Um, and so you know you get the incredible VC shop. You have to pay for it. And so there is a free version out there, but you have to pay for it. But typically, um, the team is seeing. For like normal applications, kind of uh, a build time between sort of a build time improvement between ten and twenty percent, which you know is isn't a huge amount. It's not like halving or quartering or anything. But when you take mm-hmm. it across like a build, you know that takes twenty minutes or whatever. That's significant savings in a day. And when you, yeah. when you look at how many more builds you can do with the same amount of hardware. Um, saves buying new hardware. So it's definitely one of those options um, that's worth taking a look at, having a try of the free version, see what it does for you, and then, um, you know, having a look and see if you want to buy it. But no, there's the full integration there with Visual Studio 2015. So worth a look at. So like you said, this isn't a
0: Microsoft product, uh, just a
1: partner. Okay, I, I said just a partner, but the partners are the most innovative <laughs> people there are, as uh, as I say, as a former partner. And it's it's not just the Incredibuild stuff isn't just um, isn't just like a C sharp thing or a, a Visual Studio thing. You know, it's a thing. Um, and so you've incredible Incredibuild for Linux and Incredibuild for other things. It's uh, it's somebody who's been doing this for a while. So you can do you can do you know Incredibuild with uh, Java and with uh, Python and CMake and you know. Uh, MS make and you know all that sort of stuff.
0: Now can you hook it into VSO?
1: Uh I, yeah, I, um, yeah, no you I, definitely I, can. Yeah, you know, you'd have to bring your own build agents. So and the way yeah, the yeah. VSO build licenses changed as well, it's interesting 'cause you pay per you have to pay nowadays for build a, your your own private build agents. You know you have to be mm-hmm. doing them so but it what's really interesting as well is they have um the Incredible folks have uh have middleware so for building like Wii U builds and Playstation four builds and Xbox One builds <laughs> and three D S builds and things, so you know <laughs> They're a thing. So go if, you, if this is kind of your thing, then go look at this thing. If it's not, then ignore it. But uh, it's, worth, it's worth having a look at.
0: So we were talking about the, the VSO Sprints. Mm. Um, fellow MVP, Esteban Garcia, blogged about this new YouTube channel. Not even new. It's been out for at least four months now. Oh, look at this. And and it was all like, uh, he joined – it's basically VSO Sprints, unfortunately. Poor guy with the name.
1: Yeah, just as soon as as they changed the name.
0: (laughs) No wonder why he was so upset at the summit. Oh, that's funny. (laughs)
1: It's
0: like, oh, dope. Um, But it's a YouTube – With actual uh, YouTube channel with actual production value, and it Uh was kind of actually awesome. It's in both the the later ones since uh, show eighty eight are in both. There's an episode in English and an episode in Spanish, Mm -hmm. and and I think that's pretty awesome. It looks like actually the Spanish get more views than the English
1: ones right now. But hey, let's drive some traffic that way. It's like (laughs) I think it's like it's like Radio TFs, but with production values and (laughs) videos. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and preparation. And preparation. Like, Dude, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, we should get him on. Let's get him on and have a chat. Cause this is awesome. Let's get him on the yeah, show. Have,
0: yeah, next week, uh, next show, which will be the, around, we'll record around the 17th um, and it'll be the last show before winter break. We'll
1: take oh, a Oh, I'll, I'll have to send you the Christmas version of the music. The one with the sleigh bells. You don't have that version. I'll send it along.
0: Okay, good, good. And we'll get Esteban on for that show, or at least try to. I'll reach yeah. out to him, and, and we'll, uh, but it's definitely got to be an interview show.
1: Yeah.
0: And I want to talk to him about his channel. and If stuff. not, we so, uh,
1: should ask Jeff Beeler if he's available, because he was like who we always used to do the Christmas show with. But uh, anyway, okay. yeah, yeah, go on, let's see if we can get Esteban first.
0: Good. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just another venue of seeing this. And I, I literally, I until his blog post, when was his blog post here? Um, on the, the 1st of December, I did not know a, uh, about this channel, so uh, we'll put the show notes. Uh, the show notes in the in the link. We'll put the links in the show notes. uh In this latest episode, they talk about the extensions, release management, and test results and build the new exploratory testing extension and the new team services name.
1: Cool. That's yep. They're definitely and they have demos and all sorts. It's really really good. So yep. About half an hour long each one. Yeah. Check it out. Um, speaking of other things, you should check out. Hi, that was a, that was seamless. <laughs> Mike Free has a um, cool uh, plugin. He's had for ages now the the My History plugin. It started mm-hmm. off as an MSDN article, and so it's cool because you can, you know, there's a full article explaining how to do plugins into Team Explorer, and then he has source code over on GitHub. But then it's actually a useful plugin as well. But you know, if you ever had that. Um, you, you know god forbid you have like context switching or whatever or you like you save a work item and you're like oh what was that work item i just saved because i closed it i can't remember it or whatever this keeps track of stuff you've just done recently and keeps it there available for you in team explorer it's genius so, oh why, why don't we always have that so go install the my history plugin it's now available for visual studio 2015 and there's versions for older versions of visual Studio as well down to about 2012 i think so go Dude, that's go,
0: funny go though it's it the MSDN article is extending Visual Studio Team Explorer 2012, and that just sounds so old. Yeah, and it was written in June 2013.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a year and a half, like two and a half years ago. It was yeah.
1: like, wow,
0: stuff—it's moving fast. This is why a,
1: this is why it's hard to make money on books nowadays. You know? <laughs> the time you've printed a book. This is like two new versions. Yeah, anyway.
0: they're working on uh, you know the next version of, and they did announce this at Connect, so I can talk about the uh, uh, Dev V Next. Mm. I mean, they're currently working on on the next one. So, Always are. Yep. Um, but it's nice; is the source code for this ex- uh, extension is available as well, so you can actually look at it and see how they created that. Love that! Another extension mm. is um, from a couple of our also MVPs, also people we've talked about before. Jacob and you, you pronounced his name really well last time.
1: Jacob N. There we go. J- Jacob N. And, and who? who yeah, I, uh, you you cast Harley. Anyway,
0: never right. mind. There you go. You guys know who you are. You you guys rock. Um, and what they've done is they created a break generator, a breakpoint generator extension. This one really comes in handy if you've gotten a new code base, you've grabbed it on the internet, say like my history, and, and you want to just. Sprinkle breakpoints throughout it. Well, how do you do it? You start clicking through stuff, and it's like, uh, maybe this looks good, maybe here. Well, this tool, you can uh, right mouse click on a uh, project or a uh, code file, and it will automatically, based off of a set of rules that you can kind of control, set the breakpoints for you. Huh. And I just thought that was pretty
1: awesome. Yeah, he yeah. uses the Roslyn, you know, uses Roslyn, which is a open source project, with the .air Foundation, yep. to go like introspect the code. So it's not doing this just dumb; it's actually like doing some proper analysis to go figure out where you might want some breakpoints. That's actually pretty. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, we'll and we'll have the links in the show notes. I think did they release the? I'm sure they released the code. So I, I am
1: absolutely
0: positive that they released the source.
1: Cool. Ah, that's great.
0: Source.
1: I'm just trying to find it now myself. They might not
0: have. Oh,
1: wow. Well, have let's let's go time. talk to Jacob about that. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, and there's, you know, uh, um, down on the page, you can, all of their connect information, uh, contact information, and comments. So once you get it and you wish they had the source, you yeah. can and tell them that I wish I had the source. It probably is because this is a early first release and they want to rev it a couple more times.
1: Well, Jakob's done a few different plugins as well. Like he's done the he did the Gitflow stuff and um, mm-hmm. the um it's similar to the my history plugin from Mike, but the associate recent work items with s 20 um, plugin. Uh, so yeah, Jacob knows what he's doing when it comes to when it comes to, uh, and he's he's open sourced those. So fingers crossed. Right. Right. So what else do we have? Um, well, uh, talked to a lot of people who are, especially when I was out at Connect, you know, people using TFVC and wanting to learn to learn a bit more about Git. And you've talked a little bit about this yourself in the past. So Ben Day maintains a, a cheat sheet for TFVC users um, for you know helping you kind of understand what the appropriate word is in, in Git syntax. You know, when you want to when you want to do something with version control. Because hey, Git's just version control. It's you know it's not not a big deal. So um, uh, if you want to go take, take a look at that, it's quite short and a handy thing to just cut out and, you know, keep on your,
0: by the side of your monitor. <laughs> and, and what I really liked about it, it's not a use, you know, here, control C, control, you know, like a keyboard cheat sheet. It's a terminology cheat sheet.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. What is a shelf set in Git? Oh, yeah. Up.
1: The the shelf set one was actually the one that, that you know. That is most questionable to me because uh, it, it is <laughs> stash is the literal replacement to a shell set in Git, but people uh-huh. use branches in Git more like you would use a shell set in TFVC. So anyway, you use a private local branch like shelf set. So I, I'm not going to argue with that one, but uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's good to know. So and then um, so that was uh, I was thinking it came up, but you know when I was out at Connect, I thought that was interesting, but also. Yeah. Um, Oh, one of the connect videos uh, um so Phil Hack from GitHub did a bunch of videos, and um he did one which is particularly good around best practices to do with open source projects and you know there's um a few of the team who know a lot about maintaining open source projects were on there, uh, including um a friend of a show Brian Lagunas. so um yeah, definitely uh take check that out of open source best practices over on Channel 9. that's a complete plug for my day job, but never mind. <laughs> And it's ALM Ranger time. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Got, got we should, we should to send call. that
1: link to ya- to Jakob and teach him about open sourcing things. There we go. <laughs> it seems no, to be a while um, to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so when we had Willie on,
0: yeah, um, we talked about uh, um, the categorization of the ALM Ranger guidance and solutions. Oh, yeah. You know, we were talking about flight status and what uh, was a servicing. Yeah. And then he mentioned, you know what? No, we're not going to call it that. We're going to call it either Solutions or we're going to call it Retired. Make it very clear who was doing what. Well, he opened, He did a, a recent post asking everybody, is this right? You know, the Alem ranges are all about the community. And he's looking for feedback on, do you think just the representation of um, – you know, how to improve that solutions page, how you find these things. Is this the right presentation for these? Because this page is monstrous. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of stuff on here. And, you know, are you finding the right stuff here? And you're we're going to be seeing a lot more from the Alum Rangers because there's like a huge number of VSO, uh, VSTS extensions coming from the Rangers so basically take a look at this page. We'll have the link in the show notes and find out, does this make your eyes bleed? Do you like it? It's terse. It's because there, there's enough information or do you have any suggestions to, to uh, Willie Peter and the team to make how, how, they can make it a little bit better. Cool. And finally, um, Anisha, I, I have to give it to her. Oh, she did. She it. got him. <laughs> yeah. She got him. Uh, monthly catch up, with, for the Alum Rangers, the MVP range is with Brian Harry.
1: Uh-huh. So we've
0: got a great 24-minute, 25-minute uh, video where she and a bunch of
1: – E.T. Mateus, Vladimir,
0: E.T., all basically ask Brian questions, mm-hmm. and they get it on tape. It's on video, uh, you know, so there's no going back. And questions like, you know, um, how is DevOps – T- trend changed the way you work at Microsoft today? What's your vision for evolving test and lab management? Uh, what's the roles an MVP play in the direction of the product? So it's, it's a great video. And kudos to her for getting him on there, but we're going to work to getting him on for the birthday of TFS. We'll yeah. see.
1: It's funny seeing Brian in the broom closet as well, you know, over in the, the, the little Channel Line studio. But I don't know. He, you probably didn't even notice it. It was to the side when we were recording ours. It's the really, really small one. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen Brian in that studio before, because it's, it's it's the cheap. He, Brian's the exec. He normally gets the fancy studio, so <laughs> that's funny. But, yeah, but E.T., but you know, he Brian has an, uh, an awful lot of time for the MVP. So, you know, people like you, but also E.T.'s been an MVP forever, and Mateus and Vladimir. So it it was great just to see him having one of the types of conversations that he always has with these guys, but just have it recorded and see you hear some of the stories again. So, no, it's really good. But definitely definitely worth a watch, but our show will be better when we get him on. <laughs>
0: because we'll have production value. No, no, because
1: it, 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 it'll have been on. It's, it's been practiced after being on the Rages, show so <laughs> probably the Those Sprint guys will have him on next week. Oh, yeah. So it'll be rehearsed by the time <laughs> Cool.
0: Okay, well, Martin, I think that's a show.
1: Definitely. Good speaking to you, sir. And I'm glad you had a good turkey day. Um, We've got the beginning of Christmas now. Christmas starts at the 1st of December in our house. So this is a holiday season for us now. You know, and we're just going to, it's good seeing the kids get all excited and things. So, yeah. So we've got one more show before the end of the year. Yep. Cool. Well, I'll send you over the Christmas music, and um, yeah, okay. where where should people go if they want to if they want to know what they want in the next few shows?
0: Send us an email. That's probably the best. Send us an email at radio tfs at outlook.com. Uh, I try to answer. I read them all. I answer many of them if there needs to be an answer on it. Uh, tweet us at at radio tfs. Go to our Facebook page. I'm posting on the Facebook page now whenever we release a show, uh, which is. www.facebook.com slash Radio TFS send us a voicemail let us hear how you sound it's uh, 1-425-233-8379 and don't forget you can get a sticker Radio TFS sticker they were very popular at the MVP summit tinyurl.com Radio TFS sticker be the envy of your friends and family by having one of those on your laptop
1: (laughs) cool Well, thanks, Greg. So we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS.